0: Steve, what are we gonna do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast, tell them how we season
1: it.
2: fall into darkness. All life will die.
3: Aisha H- knew the truth?
2: She has helped many Celestials to emerge over millions of years. So have you.
3: Earth was my first mission. I was home on Olympia.
2: There is no Olympia.
3: <laughs> All right, here we go. It's how we sees it, episode 174. Uh this time we're back with the MCU and we're uh tackling the Eternals. Uh this is a, a year and a half uh away from when it was released, but uh we 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 said we'd do it and and be gone, we're gonna do it. Yeah, this but is when we, <laughs> we kind of kicked
0: this can down the road quite a quite a few times, but uh yeah. Now We're managing yeah. to pull it off. We'll see how it Time
1: goes. to fight the bullet. And
0: <laughs> yeah. we, we did this uh, because uh, we are completists,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and uh, we decided to uh move uh Ant Man and Wasp Quantumanium um closer to the the DVD uh release so that uh, Bo will have a chance to see it uh and yeah, be just to been contribute. too busy
2: to get out to a movie. So sorry just, about that. I just thought... sorry about that. Fans, <laughs> have
3: just, you gotten just, to any I... theater in any
2: theater recent since COVID? we only were just going to start like with this with Ant-Man. okay and, sorry ant man <laughs> ant-man and the wasp quantumania um that was going to be like our, our first foray into movies or maybe john wick but i just have been kelly actually had covid uh yeah, no. two weeks ago so um because of that um that like, she needed a lot of tlc and then i'm just here flying solo for this week because she's in new york so anyway just haven't you know time. john is, time john wick finite. would be
3: a good one john wick would be a good one yeah good
2: the
1: um i just saw an ad i was going to say that it that it's coming out on ant-man and wasp content media is coming out on digital in like a week
3: so yeah that's that's the one you have to pay for the the full like uh yeah probably the full twenty dollars or something yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then i think it's they haven't announced exactly when it's going to be on disney plus but they also did release like dvds like a month after that so i'm sure i'm sure disney plus will be around that time too we'll see yep okay yeah yeah all right yep cool well i'm your main host noah and uh, with me as always is my main man steve say hi steve hi everyone
0: hi Bo. hi nina hi noah (laughs) and hi audience Uh thanks for having me (laughs) always good
3: to be here only thing you needed there was that little uh, the magic mirror that you look through and uh, you know say hi to all the friends at home. Uh, like Al Franken when that? he's what, oh wait what are you talking about? That was about? a no, he, it Wasn't that Pee Wee's? room. room. was Pee-wee's I Pee-wee's was gonna play-out. say you guys are all old enough that I know you guys know that one. Come on. <laughs> no, it is. I do remember. I was trying to figure they out never, what show it was. I totally remember. They never, they never said our names. They were too unusual. I got it once, and I think it was but, like a, but, like on my birthday.
2: Oh. Oh really?
3: Nice. Yeah. That's when Romp-a-room. i was like six early i think that was Susie, a show that
1: every single day but if i, I mean, got up
3: early that was like really
0: early in the morning right like right yeah like, i think it, like what that's cat was right
3: before in front of it and then romper room i don't know <laughs> anyways <laughs> gotcha. weird shows back in the early 70s <laughs> <laughs> with us for amcu also is our main man Bo. how you doing bo doing all right how's everybody doing i know
2: we've been chatting already so i pretty much know the answer to that but um <laughs> you know everybody also find out how we're doing good to, yeah, exactly. good to be here this week thanks
3: and also with us is Nina
1: Hey
3: everybody Cool We're going to talk about Eternals But one of the things we need to do before we get to Eternals Is we got to get some liquored up uh, <laughs> This kind of show is going to take that But that's beautiful because that's one of the things we do here on How We See. Is we pair a cocktail or a drink to whatever it is we're watching This week being the Eternals uh, I don't know about you guys I struggled a little bit And then as soon as I found out what I wanted It, it all lined up So hopefully you guys had the same kind of thing And I'm excited to hear what you guys got we're gonna go clockwise for me uh let's we'll start with Bo. okay sounds good um
2: my cocktail uh i sent the recipe but i didn't want to send the name to you guys so i wouldn't ruin the ruin the ruin the, what A it was surprise. about um, yeah the surprise i guess um it's called peter pan um mm. and that's it's i don't know if you read that does everybody has everybody read online or or know that the uh, peter pan was allegedly stolen from the eternals or vice versa um Sprite was Tinkerbell Icarus was Peter Pan um,
0: um well they even cover that Cersei in the movie. Yeah.
3: yeah they talk about that in the movie that's uh well it Kinko actually says it I think he he says it in there that that Icarus right. was Peter Pan and then Circe yeah. was Wendy and then and when he's talking to Sprite and he says yeah and you were Tinkerbell we're all Tinkerbell all always boys, loved yeah, yeah cuz Tinkerbell always loved Peter Pan but could never right can never Okay well it.
2: fair enough I I must have looked away when that happened um sorry about that but I uh, don't blame you from looking away don't blame you from looking away uh, well I mean I, I'm going to be the outlier on this episode anyway I think so except except for that little piece but anyway um so it's a pretty simple cocktail nice it's one part one part gin one part orange juice and one part um dry vermouth so it's nice. basically like a it's and then it also has two dashes of bitters so it's it's kind of like a A a martini with orange juice, and then the bitters. I don't know how. I mean, there's there's some other drink that's like a martini with bitters in or something, but it's it's it's. But I mean, it's like it's it's like you know one of these variations or something. But anyway, it's pretty good cocktail. I mean, it's it's really
3: tasty, to be honest. It it sounds good.
1: I was gonna say those those sound like they'd all go together nicely. Yeah.
3: Since since Mm -hmm. I've uh my daughter got me to try gin and tonics, uh, I've been more into gin. So yeah, I I could see that that actually tasting pretty good. Yeah, it's a good one. Nice. All right, Nina, you're up. What do you got for us? Well,
1: I, you're right. I did struggle with this. Um, <laughs> but the, the movie starts at kind of the dawn of civilization in mm-hmm. Mesopotamia with the very earliest, um, you know, what we would call civilized humans. And uh, I started thinking about there was a book that came out several years ago, and there's this theory that a lot of um anthropologists kind of go that say um the reason we have civilization and we stopped being hunter-gatherers is because we discovered alcohol <laughs> and
2: oh wow. and
1: rather than uh you know rather than just wait to by chance find some fermented fruits in the forest as we were hunting and gathering we we started thinking you know we could grow these and kind of make them ferment ourselves and then we could get drunk anytime we wanted. <laughs> and from that became farming and buildings and domesticating animals and, you know, what we have today. I so, like it. <laughs> Yeah. So it was also a good excuse to go in. I have, I had a bottle of cider that a friend of mine made, um, which was probably one of the earliest um, fermented beverages and uh anyway i put that in a glass and it was good but um i wanted to not just have that so i put a little bit of mead in it too which is also an early alcohol and it's not too bad together and i'm calling it the dawn of civilization so bottoms up
3: (laughs) i like it i like it cool all right steve give us your magic um so like
0: like what you guys have said. I didn't come up with my drink till today. I actually got a little sidetracked yesterday with I I don't know if we're going to do our, what we've been watching uh segue at, at, at some point, but uh, I was planning on watching Eternals last night, but didn't because I got distracted with something else. So I've ended up being what I was watching it today. I did get it finished, but I came up with a drink just kind of on the fly. And it's when, uh, it's when Gilgamesh is talking about his uh, uni mind. And I think it's Kingo that, that, uh, says, hey, let's call it the uh, the brainstorm instead. And I said, oh, that sounds like a cocktail. I'm going to look that up. And I looked it up, and sure <laughs> enough, it's an Irish whiskey-based cocktail, which was, I thought was kind of cool because I like the uh, uh, Druig. Um, the, he's the Irish. I, I I can't remember his actor. Yeah. Barry uh, um, Keoghan, is that right? Is he the Irish guy? Well, or, sounds about right. He was in yeah. uh, Banshees of Inishirin, too. And I, so yep. he was one of the ones I, re- I recognized, and I, I, I appreciated his character. But anyway... Um, so the brainstorm is two ounces of Irish whiskey, half ounce of dry vermouth, a half ounce of Benedictine. And, and then you just, uh, spray a little, uh, lemon oil on the top. And I, you know, I actually made myself one a little while ago to test it out (laughs) and I I finished it. So I made a second one. This is nice. It's really simple, but it's got a nice spicy element to it. Sounds good. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Really good. So this is my, my second one. So
3: cheers. (laughs) <laughs> nice. I got one small correction. It was it was uh, uh Pathos Path pastos was the he's the oh, you're engineer right. guy. You're right. You're right. Yeah. My bad. Uh, oh. the only reason I know that is because um uh my drink uh, is uh what I'm calling a uh, Gilgamesh sour. And right, so ah. when they when they finally get to uh meet up with him and uh Cena he, they're, you know, they're having dinner because he's kind of like, you know, he's got that cook thing going. He's making the pie that he drops, and, you know, he's got all the food laid out for everybody. But he's got a drink, and, uh, and he's like, oh, this is really good. He's like, yeah, it's my own, you know, mix, and it's it's a beer, mead, and wine. And, you know, and he goes off, and they're, they're drinking it and talks about he doesn't give a – he gives a non-alcoholic one to Sprite. right. <laughs> And then you know it goes on but then uh, they come back to it and he goes he's like this is really good or whatever and he's like yeah i, I chew all the cr- uh, corn kernels myself and ferment them in my spit <laughs> and so <laughs> i was like i was like that's kind of funny i he's he's actually probably my favorite character in the whole the whole show uh gilgamesh uh he reminds me a lot of of wong from uh, doctor strange he looks a lot like wong you, you they, look yeah, at him you're not sure, brothers yeah, yeah. yeah. um but I just liked him, and so I wanted to do a, a drink based on what he did. And I, so I was looking around for beer, wine, mead concoctions, and I couldn't find anything that had out all three. And then I started thinking about the corn, and I remembered Bottle Barn, my friend Jonathan there, talking to me about this corn uh, whiskey one time when I was going to do something else. I can't remember which one it was. So I went back in to look for that, and I found it. And it's, it's called, um, oh, where did I have it? I had it written down. It's Nickstool. Uh, and it's it's basically just a straight corn whiskey. It's Nixta uh, licor de Elote. That's probably pronounced horribly.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, it just flows right off the tongue.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's from Mexico. Uh, so, it's you know, it's in Spanish. Uh, I, I took Spanish in high school, but that was so long ago, I don't even know. You know, we were writing stuff on, on you know. Lote is corn, right?
0: Doesn't that, isn't yeah. that what that means in
3: Spanish? Yeah. And in liquor, yeah. liquor. So corn liquor. It's a yeah. liquor of oh, it, think it, it's, it's a a liquor of corn. I, I think maize is corn. Okay. I think both so. are actually. I think maize is when they crush it up, and uh, lote is actually. Oh, I thought it actually... elote
2: was when it was the moldy stuff, like the, aye, when the aye, corn aye. gets moldy and you eat it. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Anyways, it's a corn whiskey. If any of our Spanish speaking <laughs> listeners would like to
3: email in, we'd really appreciate it. At... Exactly. <laughs> The.hwsi.podcast at gmail.com. There you go. (laughs) Anyway, so I took that corn, uh, uh, did a one and a half ounce, did a one uh, one and a half ounce of a mead, a half ounce of lemon juice, a half ounce of simple syrup, put that in the shaker with a little bit of that fee foam to shake it up and get that nice uh, egg white substitute looking uh, sour, whiskey sour, poured it in my glass. I got these really nice two-inch... Uh, crystal clear ice blocks. Now uh, I got. Oh, I got nice! In, uh, yeah. uh, in, inspired by Steve, and so I had to get my own little thing to do it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I wanted to uh, put the make it like a New York sour and, and run a port over the top of red port, sweet port, uh, to make it a uh, like a New York sour. And I call this Gil- Gil- Gilgamesh's sour. So it's got that that wine on top. So it's, instead of having the beer, it has it has a corn whiskey, mead, and wine mixed in and very very delicious. I'm really nice. happy with this one. So, and since I only used a little bit of the the mead in this one, I've still got the whole rest of the bottle of mead to to keep me over as we go through the rest of it too. So, <laughs> yeah, it's the corn. The corn really. It has a very distinct flavor from a normal whiskey. You can you can really kind of taste um, almost a muskiness to it. It's kind of it's kind of got an interesting nice. interesting flavor, but not bad at all. I, good, I like good. it good now that we got our drinks out of the way real quickly we want to just talk like we were talking about you know steve was saying what 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 are we watching uh just before we get into the the spoiler section of uh eternals what have you guys been watching this week nina
1: i've been watching a show on netflix called dairy girls
2: mm. <laughs> which is, oh i've heard it's uh um, they were on they were on the great british baking show is that a good show dairy girls yes yeah it's a Gotcha. It's kind no, of- I know Great British Baking Show is a good show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I> was- <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on, buddy.
1: <laughs> um, it's kind of a, uh, like a, a sitcom almost.
3: Yeah. I keep- yeah, yeah, keep going.
1: Okay. Um, it's a kind of a sitcom. It's, it's almost like a, a, a teen sitcom because it's about these uh, four four girls and one boy who all go to a Catholic girl's school in, uh, Derry, Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's set in the nineties. So it's like right actually about halfway through the second season is when the IRA, uh, agrees to a ceasefire. So it's like right at the end of the troubles. Um, but it's from like the teenager's point of view. So to them, it's just like, ugh it's like it's like oh we have to have to sit wait on the bus while the while the soldiers search it again this is this oh, is going to take forever you know it doesn't like phase them but it's really funny um it's it's one of those there's a lot of there's a lot of swearing but because it's all in an Irish accent. It seems just charming instead of offensive. <laughs> <And>, uh,
3: <laughs> I agree. I, I, I agree. I like uh, the accents. Do it for me every time. It it's shows it's like funny, that.
1: and it's like it's like the it's the the Northern Irish accent is so thick. Like Claire will come through the the living room while I have it on, and she's like, "I know they're speaking English, but I have no idea <laughs> in what they're saying." <laughs> so you, you might want to. You might want to put the uh, the closed captioning on, but it's funny. It's, yeah. it's I was gonna say it's it... like
2: Snatch. It needs the subtitles, like yep. Snatch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I can recommend it. It's 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 pretty funny.
2: Nice. What about you, Bo? So uh, I last week I just finished up um, the show on on Amazon Prime that um, it's called The Peripheral and it's it's pretty good it's um it takes place in the future and and it's like after like a big war it's it's as far as the history of it it's a little they're not like they don't go a whole a whole lot into it but there's these these guys uh there's four of them and they have a sister and uh the sister is kelly moretz um I, i believe is is her name anyway they it's futuristic they have like it's they were in the military together and they got these implants and the implants allow them to see each other what each, each other is seeing and experiencing so what it is it's it's supposed to be better for um you know like combat and things so yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. if you're like if somebody's sitting and has a better advantage but you might have a better shot for something or whatever you know you can you can see through that person's eyes to see what you're kind of aiming at or whatever um anyway so they're all out of the military but they were like green berets or something or whatever and um so they're like really good fighters and um, it's just they they get this this video game basically that you put this headset on and the headset um, kind of allows you it, you go into like a different like an alternate reality let's call it and um, I don't want to ruin anything but it's the <laughs> twists and turns the twists and turns kind of it's and and I'm not doing a great job of explaining it you're um, not at it all is, um, but it's <laughs> it's really I mean. But if, you also don't yeah, want to spoil
0: it, so I appreciate. I don't want to it. give it's, a bunch yeah. away. Yeah, I
2: don't want to give a bunch away. So I mean, if I got much more into it, so that's that's kind of the basic premise. There's there's like it's the near. You you get the feeling that it's the near future because they're still driving like cars like we drive today and stuff like that. They're not driving like that's that's not have a Florence Pugh in it. Is oh it shit, Pugh? that's right. I, I'm mixing up the shows. It is Florence Pugh. She okay, is okay. That's right. It is because and sorry.
3: When you first said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I watched the first episode of that. That was really good. And then when you said the other girl, and I'm like, well, maybe I didn't see that one.
2: Yeah, no, that's my fault. That's my bad. It is It is Florence Pugh. Um, so I, I finished that up late last week, but now I'm, I'm I just last night. As of last night, I caught up on Ted Lasso. So, uh, uh, yes, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy about that. Um, but, yeah, that's what I'm watching right now. So I'd, I'd recommend nice. The Peripheral, though.
3: Check it out. I, I definitely started watching that. I want, I want to see the rest. I just haven't got back to it. All right, Nina, what about you? Nina already went. I just went. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Steve. (laughs) Well. I'm sorry. I I started reading. We did talk on Monday uh, when we were
0: doing the John Wick 4 podcast, so it's only been a couple days. (laughs) I lost my screen. Oh, oh. Oh, no we don't know how to pause it <laughs> well he, he, and we're back after part one of our technical difficulties we're now returning to the how we Seize it podcast episode 174 covering mcu's 2022 release of the eternals already in progress okay
2: cool um yeah so the other the other thing i was thinking of no thanks um uh, the thing i was thinking of about creating them haven't they been been create i mean They've been working on this for millennia, I'm sure, right? I mean, it's it's not like when you start the first story with in Mesopotamia, it's not um, just, it's not their first shot, right? It's right, not, apparently, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's what we're supposed first, to believe. I mean, the Eternals didn't come out of the womb with all those powers in Mesopotamia. Like, the very start of it, they're, like, super powerful, right? I mean, they come out, and they're, they're, they, they swoop in, and they're kicking ass, I, right? Yeah, I think they have everything out the gate. Yeah, they have everything, but that's not out the gate. They've been around for a number of years, and they've been creating them for a number of years, I'd imagine.
3: Right, right. right. But they, this isn't the they, first. But what we learn is is that their minds were wiped, and this thing, they think this is their first mission. Sure. No, no, no. I get that. I get that. But Oh, but the, the Celestials, yeah, have been building the them for The Celestials have been
2: creating, building them for, for millennia. Yeah, supposedly. So, yeah. So maybe it's a little uh, hit or miss. Like, they, they realize this is the best combination. Right, of what they could do from trial and error of thousands of years.
3: So here's the other part of this that that uh, the the comics is different from the the show. So in the comics, the the Celestials created uh, the Deviants, the uh, Eternals, and humans all from the same primates, right? They they kind of I don't know nurtured or whatever, however it was they. They created humans, eternals, and deviants, all from the same uh, base material, uh, and we'll call them the primates at this point. And then, okay. and then, they, and then they moved. So, so that's why you know they're humanist, human, human-looking, right? Even the deviants in in the comics uh, can have like more of a human look to them. They're not so uh, monstrous-looking and stuff like that. But they can do some shape-shifting and things like that. So, there, there's a there's a little bit more of the story in the comics of why they're fight the deviants and, and what everything it is. And the idea they talked about in one of the runs is that they they release the three variants and whichever one uh, becomes more intelligent and takes over, they the Celestials come back and wipe that one out. And so it's kind of like this this game that they play between the, you know, the Eternals and the and the Deviants back and forth of who's who's stronger. Deviants uh, have a uh, higher rate of, you know, population compared to the the Eternals, but the Eternals have the power, so it's it's just kind of weird thing. But that's just it, that's what I mean is they took bits and pieces from a lot of different comic iterations and it kind of molded it and it it does it does work for what they did, but I think they put too much into this into this one uh, avenue. This this is that ten pounds of movie and a five pound you know box of popcorn. There's just, there's just too much of it in there. I think, I think it, it, you, we lose a lot of the story and, and character building that, to get where they got. It's the way I see it. I mean, that's, and that's my biggest problem with the movie is I didn't care for any of these characters enough that I really had any, you know, pull for them towards the end where I was like, like I believed, oh my God, this is it. And, and that was the biggest problem.
2: Uh, okay. I don't know I I, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm the outlier like I, like I said I would be but um, <laughs> I uh, no, I, I just I, I did kind of care. I mean certainly didn't care as much as I cared about like Tony and and, and right. you know, Banner and all those guys, but I, I cared as much as I cared about any of the other characters on their first introductions kind of a thing. so
3: so let like, me ask you this. Do you, do you feel that the Guardians, right? Another, you know, we got to talk about teams because you're not talking like a single movie. You can't really put it up against yeah, Iron sure, okay. Man and stuff like that. So Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy, yeah. the first the first episode, or the first uh, one of that, I cared more about those characters by the end than I did with this one. And I think this one has 10, ten you know, uh, Eternals. Uh, so it, it's a little bit more, or I guess, 10 characters. So it's a little harder to... Uh, I guess they got eleven they have more that you have to kind of oh no ten, sorry, that you have to get with, you know they just but they don't put enough time to it and then they don't work well enough together that they they build this camaraderie and this family feeling that you you feel that. so that's where I think it failed is where like Guardians of the Galaxy, that whole movie was about making you care about these guys, and they didn't they didn't do this world ending like, oh my god, we got, you know? they didn't take on Thanos at the very first one, you know they 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 worked up to it and i think that's the biggest difference in this yeah are...
2: i mean i guess to to answer your question to to compare the two like when when druig died right or supposedly died near the end spoiler alert anybody who hasn't <laughs> seen it who's listening um when when druig near the end supposedly dies right i was like uh, I I was just as kind of shocked and just as kind of like surprised as when uh like not when anybody else died but I I guess I I would have I had a I had more internal reaction to that than um than if Nebula would have died in the first Avengers or the first the first Guardian. Right. Um so like, I I care I will say, after the first Guardians, I probably cared less about Nebula than I did about most of the people in Eternals. What about Ajax?
0: How'd you feel about her death? Well,
2: um, like I said, I think she was the weakest character, so okay. it was like an improvement to me, but yeah. I wasn't like heartbroken. I mean, I think she was the worst casting of the whole thing.
0: We, we like, did, um, we podcast on the in- Inhumans, and that was a television series that kind of had yes. episodes to try to build I, there, these characters. Yeah. and. So it's a whole. It's kind of a, it, you know. Certainly, it's a different budget. It's a it's a much smaller thing, and, and, sure. and uh, we weren't big fans of that. But that was try. It almost tried to take this idea of a whole bunch of characters, and and do it that way. That you know, we're kind of saying that, that would be a better way of doing the the Eternals. But I don't think that was very successful. So.
3: I think that one also uh, suffered from writing and, and well, stuff like that, too.
0: Well, that, that's, that's where I'm going to come back to this and say, I think this really suffered from writing. I think you can, oh, do, a sure. movie. I think you can do a movie like this successfully in, in two hours. Um, like, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example of of how you get a family ensemble cast and, and, and make it so you care for them. Um, you know, I don't. Did Did anyone see Nomadland with Frances no, McDormand? I did not.
2: I wanted to. I wanted um, to.
0: I watched it. And I, love her as a, I love hers. It's a. Her as it's a very uh, drab movie. It's It's about someone who's living out of their out of their camper, and, and you're just kind of you're living with them. They get a job at Amazon fact, you know, an Amazon factory, and she's just struggling to survive. And it it's effective in its in its kind of genuine truth. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weighty movie and it's not something that just carries itself uh, in an in a entertaining way. It's a different experience. And so I'm not sure what, what this director, if they were trying to get, kind of bring that same weightiness or if, if they were trying to tap into a different energy, but it did feel like that, that weightiness, that kind of indie style of, of directing was something maybe we want but the the marvel studios were going like no you can still got to make a marvel movie and they just didn't jive they didn't quite
3: figure Let out a way you, of making it work you know you know a lot more about this steve with the writing credits what is the difference between screenplay by and screen story by well the, so this is one where you can uh,
0: strings screen story is the broad strokes. It's like someone coming saying and saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to talk about the celestials and how they plant this seed and earth. And you, you know, they've got the broad strokes of everything. The screenplay okay. is someone that sits down and writes the dialogue page to page. And, okay. um, I think this was one that I, I think I liked the screen story. I don't like how it was edited. All the flashbacks just was like whiplash you didn't you couldn't follow it that's why i think a second viewing helps is that you get a better See, sense this,
3: when you I already think, know but it was i think the, the flashbacks were better i think this needed the flashbacks to well, give it some story i
0: just think that they didn't they didn't uh, edit them effectively to where they carried okay. the audience in a way that made you follow what was going on it was every time they did it it's like you had to you had to pause and say wait a second what's going on here and that pause is not that's not what you want your audience to do. You don't want, you want your audience to just kind of sit there and try to figure things out. You need, you need some way... Flashback editing can be great, but you need to keep your audience hooked. Um, yeah. But I also think the uh, screenplay suffered. I don't, I don't think the dialogue was very... Was, no, the dialogue wrote, was... They wrote the characters in a very two-dimensional way, and like I said, they, it was that <laughs> show-don't-tell. They did tell, not show. They made them all talk the- their exposition.
3: The other funny part was is someone said that uh, they told all the actors that at the end of the thing it's going to reveal that they're just robots. So everybody's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to act like a robot. <laughs> and so <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, really, if you think about it, a lot of the main characters really kind of were robotic. Um, the, I think the best, the, the ones that made you feel the most for him were uh, Kingo, uh, played by uh, Kamal, Kamala Nudant. Camille Nanjani. That's the guy. Camille Nanjani. Yeah, I, I'm horrible with the names. He was hilarious and he was fun. Uh, oh like I God, said, I, yeah. think, I think they did him wrong at the end. Like, you know, they had him disappear for the third act. So, I, you know, it was like, I don't know if he had some other thing he had to act on. And then there was uh, Makari, who was uh, Lauren uh, Ridloff, oh. who was uh, the, the speedster, uh, the, the deaf act. I thought she was probably one of the most personable, and like I cared more about her than than most of the others. And I uh, did too, and you only got to send. So
2: did he say to keep going?
3: Yeah, you only got to get a new monitor, Steve. That's all that you got to do.
0: I think, I, yeah, <laughs> it's actually
3: still recording me. But uh, do we? Uh, do no, you he said to he was going right? He was gonna. He was gonna And
0: you've been listening to How We Seize It. Unfortunately, I had some major technical difficulties this episode, and a big chunk of our discussion was not recorded. It seems the hardware gods had it in it for me, so this week it's more like How We Screwed It Up, or more like How I Screwed It Up. My apologies to Bo and Nina and Noah and our listeners. We had a good, healthy debate about the 2022 release of Eternals, overall one of our lesser favorites, although we weren't all in agreement as to its merits. Next week, we'll be back to discuss the new theatrical release of Dungeons and Dragons, which I'm really excited to go see. And then I'm going to push for a Cocaine Bear the following week. Maybe we can invite Alicia, who joined us for a lot of our horror themed movie podcasts in the past, to join us in the discussion. I know this is probably the shortest podcast we've had, but I think we had some damn good drinks and you got to hear all about those. Thanks for listening and hail Caesars.
1: Why should she trust you? you're asking her to let you erase who she is.
2: Druid. I know you're upset, Upset? But- We've trusted you for 7,000 years, and look where you've gotten us. I've watched humans destroy each other when I could stop it all in the heartbeat.
0: Do you know what that does to someone out of the centuries?
1: Could our mission have been a mistake? Are we really helping these people build a better world, huh? much just like the soldiers down there, pawns to their leaders, blinded by loyalty,
0: it ends now.